If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Please say hello to Dr. Moss and a big thank you from me in making sure we had peace of mind and job security working for Nemours and Nemours having our back during this difficult time. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that was Nancy Zaliga, a senior practice manager with the Nemours Children's Primary Care Network, reading a text from an associate who so wanted to meet Nemours CEO Dr. Larry Moss when he visited recently, but wasn't able to. We'll hear about his reaction to the text and how his leadership style is impacting associates throughout the Nemours enterprise. We'll also hear about the magnet journey that nurses at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando are pursuing. First up today, though, we hear from Jennifer Wilkerson. She's a patient service specialist at the Nemours Pediatric Primary Care Practice in Winter Haven, Florida, a practice known as Kinder Clinic. She started her healthcare career at the opposite end of the age spectrum, serving as an elderly caregiver for eight years. She came upon elder care nearly a decade ago as a stay-at-home mom of three young children who stepped forward to help a close and dear family member achieve his final wish. What got me into the elderly caregiving to begin with was taking care of my husband's grandfather. When he passed, he wanted to he wanted to be at home and everybody was just like I don't think that we're capable of, you know, taking care of him and doing all of these things because he was bedbound. And so I was like, you know what, I, I think I can do it. I, I'm pretty confident that I can take care of, you know, everything. I may need help from people getting him, you know, up into his wheelchair and bathing him and things like that. But for the most part, I feel pretty good. Before I cared for him, I was basically a stay-at-home mom. I have three kids. They're all pretty close in age, uh, two years apart. So, you know, it was kind of not financially able to put all three in daycare for me to go work. It just didn't work out, you know, where it was worth it in the long run. So I stayed home with them while they were little. Then when I cared for him, I think it was right at about four months that we were home taking care of him. And I'm happy to say that I I was able to do it. And we were able to fulfill his last wish. He passed at home looking at the lake. So it kind of just sparked that passion inside of me. And and I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in healthcare and I wanted to help people. So Jennifer researched what it would take to be a caregiver, achieving a CNA designation and training as a medical assistant along the way. As a patient service specialist, her position at Nemours is less hands-on, but no less important to the overall mission of keeping kids healthy. Well, you know, we all just step up and do what we need to do. There, there are a lot of times where, you know, somebody is out, somebody has some sort of medical thing going on or their child or spouse or whatever the case may be. We, we just always all try to step up and help where we can. Um, before, before the other PSS was hired, um, we were actually short one. So it was just myself and the supervisor, Danielle. Well, she was set to go out on maternity leave in January. Well, baby decided he wanted to come early, six weeks early. 
So she was out unexpectedly and it left me all alone in the front where there used to be three of us. So <laughs> it was very, very stressful, but um, you know, we got through it. The the medical assistants in the back really stepped up and helped me and did things that was not necessarily in their repertoire, but they learned and they were all great team players. Just having them jump in and, you know, they were nervous and I'm not sure if I'm scheduling this right. I was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just, just schedule them where, you know, wherever they are, we're all just going to have to kind of roll with the punches right now. They, they were super helpful. Like I, I can't even put it into words. Like they were in the back doing, you know, their normal MA duties and running their, their lipids and hemoglobins and answering the phones and putting them on hold for me at the same time. And so they, they were super helpful with the phones, which I know is not easy when they're back there doing all their labs and also trying to room patients and get vitals and help the physicians. Who are they? Um, Daniela Lattimore, um, Joanna Diaz, and Lisa Middlebrook. And then there were a few, you know, a few people within Nemours that I was able to jabber and get help with some things. I had a couple of offices help with insurance verifications. What's it like going to to work or going to the office, wherever work may be or the office may be, and knowing that you have that kind of support? Oh, it makes you feel amazing. It's it's nice to always know you have that cushion because, you know, I have worked in, in settings where you're it. You don't have a team players or you don't have a team to, to fall back on. You are it. And, you know, that's stressful because like you said, people have things, you know, you got a, a headache, you have cramps, you have a sore back, your leg hurts. You just have to kind of push through. And of course, we always try to push through here as well because we don't want our teammates to be overloaded. But we always know, you know, that they have our back just like we have theirs if need be. So tell me about the Winter Haven office. What is unique about Winter Haven that you want to share with those who are listening? What makes your office special? I don't know. I would just say here in Winter Haven, we're pretty, we're a self-sufficient office. We don't get a lot of like floats from Orlando or anywhere. So if someone calls in, we're just shorthanded. So people get used to seeing the same faces here all the time. We don't have a lot of, a lot of change. So they know when they call, Hey, Jennifer, or Hey, Danielle, how are you? They, they know how to ask for us all by name and they know exactly who we are and exactly who they're dealing with. So I think that that's nice because I've been to lots of places where every time you go, there's a different face. So you're like, hmm, I don't really know if they remember what we talked about last time. but And yet you are part of a, a larger system. You have that self-sufficiency and that personal mask-to-mask um, -mask contact, I guess it is these days. What's the benefit of being part of the larger Nemours enterprise? Oh, because we, we definitely have that support if we need it. We, we always have everybody else that we can reach out to in other offices. We all do go and fill in where we need. We have several girls who go fill in in St. Cloud when they're needed. We had a girl from St. Cloud here last week for a couple of days. So as much as we are pretty self-sufficient, there are times where we're, you know, we have two people who are out on the same day. We need help. We, we can't, we can't, um, have three physicians here working and only one MA. It's just not logistically possible. So it is nice when we're in those types of situations that we can reach out and they're always willing to send somebody. Jennifer Wilkerson is a patient service specialist at the Nemours Pediatric Primary Care Practice in Winter Haven, Florida, known as Kinder Clinic. 
Have you heard that the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington has been recognized as a magnet institution by the American Nurses Credentialing Center? And that the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando is pursuing the same designation? What is a magnet status, you ask? It's a credential established by the ANCC that tells the world of the nursing excellence achieved by a recognized organization. The standards for magnet designation are high. Organizations that are awarded the status must exhibit a visible and documentable commitment to expertise, collaboration, and a nursing environment that is both professionally and personally rewarding. Magnet institutions must show that nursing leaders value staff nurses, involve them in shaping research-based nursing practice, and seek their expertise when it comes to decision-making in patient care delivery. RN Susan Soderberg is the Nursing Professional Excellence Coordinator and Nurse Educator for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, and she catches us up on where her institution currently is on their magnet journey. So magnet is a designation that Nemours is advancing to, and it is a quality and safety venture for the whole hospital. Not many uh, pediatric institutions, freestanding pediatric institutions have gained that, and we are hoping to join the ranks of those. So it involves transformational leadership, ensuring that the structures that we have for our nurses, our bachelor's degrees, our certification rates, that those are advancing and growing. So that's our structural empowerment component. We have evidence-based practice that's incorporated in our new knowledge and innovation group. And the last component is um, exemplary professional practice. So that is making sure that our nurse-sensitive indicators including CLABSI and CAUTI rates and falls are all staying below the benchmarks of these other magnet institutions across the country. And our um, NPE team recently received, um, shall we say, a baby magnet designation called uh, PTAP, so Practice Transition Accreditation Program. And we received that accreditation with distinction um, just in January. Um, So the NPE team worked tirelessly for about four to five months compiling all of the things that we do for our nurse residents when they come into the institution. And it was everything from how the program was developed and design to how their practice-based leadership um, and learning happens at the bedside or perhaps in the sim lab. And as far as the magnet journey, every part of the magnet journey is instrumental in the enculturation of that exact mission um, of, you know, treating children like they are our own and the promise of all those um, good things that we give to them on a day-to-day basis. Not to be forgotten on the magnet journey is the patient and their experience interacting with the nurses across NCH. Actually, one component of of the magnet writing that we need to write to is under the exemplary professional practice section, and it's two sections specifically on our patient experience, both inpatient uh, patient experience as well as our ambulatory units in patient experience. So those raw numbers are sent in for all of our areas, and we either make it or um, we might fall short. So So putting in place the initiatives for staff, the education for staff, um, for instance, in family-centered care or ensuring that they're involving social work or child life in the day-to-day routine operations of what we do helps to increase those um, patient experience scores. Have you ever failed? And what have you done to overcome a failure in your career specifically? 
I will definitely remember the day that I I felt like I failed one of my managers. I know I went to bed and I cried myself to sleep night like nobody's business. And I'll, I will never forget that day. And I'll never make um, that same mistake again. Um, but do you, do you want to talk about it? Um, I don't know how to necessarily explain it. It was, um, I was in charge and a, a new, very, very, very critical baby was coming in. And um, my manager felt that I didn't give the baby to the proper nurse, that I gave it to a nurse with a little bit less experience. And maybe she wasn't ready to handle that. Um, and so my role ended up being helping that nurse take care of that really sick baby. Um, amongst the other things that I needed to be doing in my role for the day. So if I would have given it to a different nurse, perhaps I wouldn't have had to done the extra work and the extra education. Um, I can't say I regret my decision um, because it was what I felt was best at the time. That same manager, that's the best advice she probably ever gave me was just do what you think is best at the time. And I still use that quote to this day. Um, but I felt that I failed her, and she was one of my mentors and one of the people I really looked up to. So I really felt that I made the wrong decision in her eyes, and I, I don't like failing people. I can fail myself, but I can't fail other people. How did you get through it? How did you get yourself through it? Because if, if you failed your mentor, in many ways, you probably mm -hmm. in your head thought you failed yourself. So how did you move forward beyond that? I might have wiped it from my memory a little bit, um, but you just have to get you get back into the day-to-day -day grindstone and you remember how to communicate better from a situation like that. You remember um, just how to make some better decisions, have a different frame of reference in, in your mind. And I always strive to do that. Even if my day before wasn't the greatest, I think always having a positive attitude can get anybody through their day. Wise advice from Susan Soderberg, Nursing Professional Excellence Coordinator and Nurse Educator for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. We'll continue to have updates on their magnet journey here on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast as they become available. Finally today, have you ever wondered what Nemours CEO Dr. Larry Moss is like in person? Many Nemours associates have met him, and even I've had the good fortune to meet him. And for all my nervousness, he was as down-to-earth and kind and pleasant and genuine as they come. But don't take my word for it. Senior Practice Manager Nancy Zaliga hosted a visit from Dr. Moss last month at the Oviedo, Florida Primary Care Facility, one of four she manages in Greater Orlando. It was one of her staff, a float medical assistant, who so wanted to meet Dr. Moss, but couldn't, as she was assigned elsewhere that day, that texted a note to Nancy to share with him. And Nancy was happy to do so. Dr. Moss came to visit my um, practice, and it was so nice to have him come. So he came to see, I think, some, you know, the measures that we have in place to keep the patients and the, the staff safe. So that was kind of uh, nice to see. And But he really was a humble man. He was great to chat with. He engaged with all of the, the staff, so not only the physicians, he engaged with the medical assistants and our front desk staff. They were really proud of their practice, and I think he was really proud to see the work that they are doing. So that was, that was fun. It was nice to have that contact with someone of his level. 
Do you see that some of that comes from Dr. Moss and from the executive leadership, some of that down-to-earthedness? Uh, I do. I do. I definitely see that culture changing um, with uh, Dr. Moss here. Again, like I said, he's approachable. I think it, it breaks down the barriers, and I think people feel just more comfortable raising issues or, or just being curious, asking curious questions. It was kind of interesting, too, which I thought was so cute. So one of my staff sent me a text message with a message for Dr. Moss because she wasn't going to be in my practice. She's one of my floats, so she wasn't going to be in my Oviedo practice when he came. And it was the nicest message. And I shared it with him, you know, because it was a text message. And I still, I'm just floored by her sensitivity and her excitement around his visit and how she was sincerely appreciative of him. She felt he was keeping her employed during this terrible time. And it was just so incredibly kind and genuine and heartwarming. And I could tell he was completely humbled by the message. Who was that? Do you want to call that person out? Give me a name. Yeah, it was Stephanie Lasso, one of our medical assistants. And it was, um, you know, if, if you want, I could actually look up the message. It's still on my phone. But it was so incredibly kind. But it was, it was genuine. It was heartfelt. And she's just an absolute joy. This is a woman who floats. Now, granted, she was only supposed to be floating from two practices, but we do obviously whatever we can during this time. She floats everywhere. And all she ever says is, Nancy, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen anything like it. So she texts me and she says, please say hello to Dr. Moss and a big thank you from me and making sure we had peace of mind and job security working for Nemours and Nemours having our back during this difficult time. What an honor you get to meet Dr. Moss. How sweet is that? I mean, it's just so heartfelt and sincere. And he was so humbled by hearing, by reading that text message. I just, I love it. I'm, I'm not, I won't delete it because I just think it's so wonderful. Nemours Associate Stephanie Lasso, inspiring awe and wonder in practice manager Nancy Zaliga. So that's it for today's edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Many thanks, as always, to Nancy, Susan, and Jennifer for sharing their precious time and energy to be part of the podcast. How about you? Who tells your Nemours story? We do right here on this podcast. Email us at podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org to set up an interview, which is more like a conversation, really, from the comfort of your office, workstation, or home, wherever you may be. Kudos, as always, to Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin for their production assistance on the podcast, a podcast that is found everywhere you find great audio stories, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Google Play, and your favorite voice-controlled assistant. Just say, play the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Please stay well, stay safe, and as always, the sincerest and most heartfelt of thank yous to each and every one of you for what you do for the kids and families we serve.